difficult words you will find in the second petition general of Peter. Second Peter and the first chapter. The second petition of Peter and the first chapter. And we may read from verse 8. For these things be in you and about. They make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off and had forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Wherefore the Father, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if ye do these things, ye shall never fall. For so abundance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. <coughs> At the first part of the tenth verse, wherefore the rather, brethren, to give diligence to make your calling and election sure. Give diligence to make your calling and election sure. Everywhere the scriptures speak of this life as being a time of separation of the life which is to come. the solemnity and the importance of this life cannot be overestimated. When we consider what is at stake, eternity is drawn near. We are drawn nearer to eternity with this passing day. And in this eternity there are only two states, two conditions. One of unutterable woe and one of 
Um, he doesn't blink. To one of me, we are journeying all the time. We may turn aside and delay in every direction, but in this one we cannot. Whether awake or asleep, whether working or whether not working, we are all on the same journey, never stopping, never lessening your faith, always and in all times, journey to Now the question is where? Where are we going? It was asked of another whether it goes well. It goes somewhere, but where? Now it is to direct our attention to this question, to consider it with something of the uh, Solemnity and consistency that it demands that the Apostle Peter sets before us, as he sets before his readers of old, give diligence to make your call and your election. Now the first thing that is implied here is this. While eternity is unseen, while we cannot draw aside today and look upon it with our eyes, yet there are certain things that may be done. Furthermore, there are certain things that must be done. If we are to see God in peace and be among those of whom it is true that they rejoice before his throne of and magnifying his name. Diligence. Diligence is called for. Diligence is possible. If it were not possible to give diligence, then of course there would be no time in stressing it. But diligence may be given to this question. There are certain things 
that may not be no elders left. There are thirty things about which we can do better. They are to them out of hope in a sense of cohabitation. But there are other things to which God calls their attention and concerning which he commands us to busy ourselves, to be busy, give diligence. <clears throat> diligence that is possible. Diligence is required. But furthermore, <clears throat> the issues are there. In and of themselves, invite us to consider them. Give diligence. The matter is worth all diligence being given to it. If there are certain things that they are not worth giving diligence to. But that is not the case here. This not only demands our attention, but it deserves it. And what can be so important as our eternal destiny? When we understand eternity that cannot be said, what can be so important as that? The question deserves attention. Give diligence. And furthermore, there is implied that the time for this is limited. It is now. Behold, now is the accepted time. Because now is the day of salvation and give diligence. Give diligence. The time is short. However long it may be with us, it is short. It doesn't bear any relation to eternity. It is not even a fraction of eternity. It is short, nevertheless, in it are to be at the pace what we are to be to work an end as it hurts. Give diligence to me, Richard. Richard, you say. This doesn't mean that we are to uh, accomplish anything. To me, it's to make sure to ourselves it is not to be anything in relation to God that we are called upon. In this particular passage, 
But we do something in relation to ourselves. Make it sure. You cannot make it sure that you God that it is. But make it sure to yourself. Give diligence to make it sure. It is not, of course, to make it more steadfast. It cannot be that. It is a question for our own comfort. Something that is to be our fulfillment. For our own joy of faith. Give diligence to make the shoes. What is it that is to be made shoes? A human and a human Make this true. If it isn't about it, if in fear concerning it, give it all attention to make sure of to make it true. Well, in that order, the order we have indicated, we may consider the words for a minute. Give diligence. <coughs> Give diligence because this matter deserves it. This matter demands it. So what is it that we are called upon to do when we are commanded to give diligence? Well, it is obvious in the first place that we are to be in earnest about this. In earnest. We have, of course, discovered that it is extremely difficult to be in earnest about things that have not seen. It is extremely difficult for the mind to be kept in a state of concern regarding things that are unseen. That is true. It is. The mind is not constituted in a way to to dispose it to give attention to what is not true. give attention to what is in is easy. Yes, in certain circumstances we cannot help giving attention to these things. But oh, when it comes to things that are not seen. Things that have to be understood and visualized by faith. It is difficult then to be really in earnest. And that is why, my friends, there is so much hypocrisy in religion. It is in connection with religion that we speak of hypocrites. People who are, who are not genuine. Why? Because 
the very nature of the matter requires such earnestness that there are few who are ready or willing to give it what it demands. There are persons who pay lip service to religion who are not ready to pay the cost. Hence, those who profess to be what they are not. It is difficult to say to be in earnest, to apply ourselves in all sincerity to things unseen. And it is precisely here that we have the need of which the scripture speaks so often, the need for the spirit of truth. See, when Christ speaks to <coughs> the woman of, of, of Samaria, pointing out to her how God was to be worshipped, he described and defined true worship within a, very, within a very small compass, nevertheless, a compass that involves in it. A definition that includes in it what is so very, very difficult, yea, what is beyond the power of the human mind as it is in and of itself. They that worship God, he said, must worship him in spirit and in truth. In spirit. And the reason given for that is this that God is a spirit. God is a spirit. And they that worship him for this reason, because he is a spirit, they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. In truth. As if Christ had said to it, there are many worshippers. They worship him here, they worship him there. But those who worship him truly worship him in spirit and in truth. And that subtracts from those who profess to worship him. Yea, there are, there are but few remain. There are but few true worshippers, few of those who worship him in spirit and in truth. Give diligence, be heard. Well, that is, that, that is implied. But more than that is implied in this diligence. It is a diligence of a peculiar power. It is not the diligence we must give to things that are seen and temporary. Oh, how careful people are, lest they suffer 
in their outwardly state, that is, in the things that pertain to this life. And that is right, that they should be concerned about that. They are careful to be at their work on time, careful to do what they can in order to earn not only their wages, but their employer's approbation. The diligence people give to this, and again we say that is why. That ought to be so. Now when you compare the diligence you give to the things that are passing with you, and the diligence you are giving to the things of eternity, in all fairness, must you not come to the conclusion that if it is to be measured by diligence, then the things of time are far more important in your estimation than the things of eternity. If you are going to measure things simply by, by the diligence, by the time you give to them, you give at least eight hours of the twenty-four to your lawful call that we see is as it should be. Think of it out for the things of eternity. The affairs of your soul. Do you give the diligence to it and to the things concerning it? that would keep you employed for eight hours in the day? That is a question you have to answer to the judge of all. I give diligence. It is not the same type of diligence we say. No, because this is in the spiritual realm. And then at least part of the difficulty of attending to it. It is so easy to neglect it. It is so easy. If you neglect it, your daily duties, people would have something to say to you about that. They would have to remind you of your failure to do your duty. But you can leave this alone and nobody will say anything. It is a matter that rests entirely between your soul and God. You may neglect it. There will be no angel from heaven calling upon you to give attention to it. You may neglect it day by day. You may refuse to give the diligence. And that will go on and go on. But it won't go on forever. The day of reckoning is coming. The judge standeth at the door. <clears throat> give diligence. It is so easy not to give this diligence. It is so easy 
to neglect this. It is so easy to justify ourselves in the neglect of that for all the more reason why diligence of an extraordinary kind should be given to it. Then who is to stir us up? Who is to make us believe that this diligence is necessary? Men but the Lord himself. That is why we are so dependent on the Lord for everything that pertains to eternity and our everlasting good. Let no man think that he will give this diligence in and of himself. Oh no. We may try and we ought to try. But we will soon discover that we are too weak, our will is too rebellious, our soul is too slothful to give the diligence that this demands. Ordinate there is then of the Lord stirring us up, stirring us up, making us conscientious in the things that pertain to your soul. Give diligence. <clears throat> Give the more diligence, yes, the more, the more. The issues are st at stake, we say, are so important. Eternity is drawing near then give more diligence. There is need for it. There is a reason why it should be done. The question deserves as well as demands an answer from us. No time is passing. And this will not be true of any but in this life, neither of the saints in glory, nor of those who are lost, can this be true. They cannot give diligence to make their calling and their election sure. It is something that is confined to the limits of time. something that is peculiar to this life, that we should give this diligence to make our calling an election sure. It will be too late when this life comes to an end. There will be no need of it. There will be no use for it. The same will need to make to give any more diligence. Those who are lost will have no time, no opportunity to give diligence to this. There will be no use there. But now, but now the calling is 
give diligence. To make your calling and your election sure. More and more we ought to be impressed by the personal nature of the message of the gospel to us. It's personal nature. It is intensely personal. You see, it says, give more diligence to, to me. It's your rules, God. Never mind about anyone else. In this connection, how much time is spent by asking this and that question, but how little time is spent in making out our calling and our election sure. There are certain things in which an outsider has no place in the exercises of the heart, in the aims of the heart, in its aspirations. There are certain things that separate the closest and relations on earth. And this is one of them. This comes with an intensely personal question. It doesn't ask you to make sure of somebody else's calling and election. It does not ask you even to have the slightest concern about anyone else's call in your election. And this separates the man from the wife, the wife from the husband, the child from the father, from the parents, the parent from the child. That is, each one has to do this for himself and herself. Make your calling an election sure. It is a call to personal judgment. As we must appear before God alone. So there are questions or, or um, there are commandments of the Lord that call us to be alone in this life. And this is one of them. Your call and your election. Now it is this calling, <clears throat> calling, make it sure it is the calling of God of which is without repentance. Has the Lord called me? As he called me to the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ. Make this sure. You remember the chapter we read this morning. How solemn and how far reaching the lessons were and are. In that day, many shall say to me, Lord, have we not done wonderful works in thy name? 
deny what they said. I pray that if they had done wonderful works in his name, what did he say to them? I never knew you. Depart from me. He that worked iniquity. I never knew. In what? In this calling. I never knew you as those who had responded to the Spirit's grace to my call. Not a call to work or to do wonderful things. We cannot remind ourselves of this too often. They did wonderful things. They did marvelous things. What if they did? It didn't amount to anything. It wasn't that knowledge. The wonderful things they had done. And what is more significant than that even is this. It was in Christ's name these things were done. We have done many wonderful things in thy name. Many marvelous works in thy name. It is not acknowledged. I never knew you. He did not say, he repeat, that they did not do these wonderful things. That's not denied at all. But I never knew you. As if he had said to them, I know all about these wonderful things. But I never knew you. It is the personal relationship that counts. You, me, your calling, sure, and it will, it is, we repeat, not a call to do marvelous things. It is a call to Jesus. It is a call to consider the things that he does. It is a call to recognize the glory that is his. It's not a call to do wonderful things. Oh, that's, that's, very, that's very pleasing to the flesh, to do wonderful things. Yes, but what Jesus said in his call, what he calls to is himself. And there we see the wonders of the Lord. There we see what God has accomplished in the person of his Son. It is a call to see wonderful things, the wonders of the Lord. Thou hast done marvelous things, O Lord of hosts. And that will give us to consider what we are ourselves. These wonderful things that were done by those 
who came with the claim that they had done so. They didn't know, they didn't know in reality what wonderful things are, what wonderful works are, because they considered their own so very wonderful, because they didn't know the wonders of the law. They didn't know the wonders of the law. Once a man knows that, he knows that this is the last word. He won't talk of wonders anymore. This is the wonder of God in the person of his Son to which he calls us. Make sure of your calling then in the first place. Dear diligence, it is a call to God in Christ, a call to contemplate his glory as revealed there. How we sat down with wonder and gratitude under his shade while his fruit was sweet to our taste. This is his call. It is not only profitable, but it is inexpressibly glorious and pleasant in itself to see and to behold what the Lord has done. God in the person of his Son has all his other works outdone. Make your calling sure. Make sure that you know something of Christ's glorious Redeemer. That you sit on under his head. That his fruit is sweet to your taste. And once you make a calling sure, it follows that your election is made sure too. And notice on these two, our eternal salvation hinges. Our calling and our election. You can forget about everything else as far as your salvation is concerned. It all hinges on this, on this. Keep diligence then. The rather, brethren, give the more diligence. For remember, this is not only a duty, but when it is blessed by the Lord, it becomes an unspeakably pleasant duty. Yes, pleasant when it is blessed by the Lord. Give you to know that your calling is of God, that you have heard his voice, that you follow him, that he is to you the chiefest among ten thousand, and all together lovely, that you may be able to say, my beloved is mine, and I am his. Make a calling you. Make a election you. The work of, of, of the eternal God concerning Before you had been, before the world had been, but he thought of you then, in the ages of eternity. Oh, how much. 
how unspeakably wonderful that the God, the great God, should have thought on the like of us, should have thought of us in order to do us good. This is his election. Make sure of this. Rest in this. Glorify the Lord for this. And other things will take care of themselves. Give diligence to this. And may the Lord help us to do so. May he help us to realize that this is all that is important. May he help us to put our trust, our confidence in himself. Allo, let us pray. Oh, Lord, bless us. Enable us to give heed to what thou dost say. Enable us to apply ourselves to thy word. May thy spirit so stir us up as that we shall indeed take heed to what God the Lord does speak. Take away all our sins and receive us graciously. For Christ's sake, amen.